Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's episode, I want to talk about child of God or child of the devil. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles as always and take some copious notes. Got a really good show for you today. Let me start out with a quote of the day, and it says this. People want your place, but they don't know your price. If you believe that, I want you to leave something in the comment section on whatever platform you're listening to. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter three, and we're going to look at verse number eight. We want to set the tone and the tenor for this show today and give you some things that you may not know or some things that you may know. But in Matthew's gospel, chapter three, verse number eight, notice what it says. Very simple. Bring forth, therefore, fruits meet for repentance. One more time. Bring forth, therefore, fruits with an S meet for repentance. I titled this show again, Child of God or Child of the Devil. You may say, wow, this is a strange topic, something maybe you've never heard before. Maybe you have not sure. But the reality is We are living in a time and day when people truly don't know who are the true children of God and who are children of the devil. Now, I guess we could say that we know who children of the devil are, people who are wicked and nefarious. But the reality is that there are a lot of people that are saying that they are children of God. And I'm not talking about people that are saved. I'm talking about people that are unsaved or people who say that. You know, everybody comes from God, but I'm going to say this. God don't claim all of these people who are saying that they are children of God. And I think it's so important as the days and weeks and months and years go by because things are going to get worse, that our discernment is at a high level, not just for the people that are not saved, but for the people that say that they are people that we go to church with, people that we fellowship with, people that we pray with. We need to have our antennas up so we can know truly who are the children of God. And then we need to know who are the children of the devil. And again, you might say, well, that's obvious. Not so. So let's, let's make some things real clear here from the beginning so we can be on the same page. We need to know what this is all about. Now, again, Matthew 3 and 8, bring forth, therefore, fruits meets for repentance. That is simply saying this, that if, in fact, you have repented and changed your life, there should be some fruit there that says that it is so. We know that an apple tree is an apple tree because we know what apples are. We know what oranges are based upon an orange tree. And you can go down the list. The reality is, if you are who you say you are, there should be some fruit that comes from that. Let's give a natural example. 
If you ever been to the store before, you go to the produce section, you're looking at apples, oranges, pears, whatever kind of fruit that you like, you are inspecting the fruit. No one takes and buys rotten apples, oranges, and pears to the counter and pay for them. Why? Because that's not a good investment. Nobody does that. Neither should anybody be tricked and fooled when they are looking at our lives and they see anything other than what we say we are. Nobody's going to buy that. Nobody's going to say that you are a Christian and believer and your behavior is bad. And I do believe this is one of the reasons, not all, but one of the reasons why people are so disgusted with the things of God, because the people that say they are, they're not doing what they say. They cannot produce what they say. If emphatically, in fact, I say to you, I'm sorry, I apologize for hurting you. But then an hour later, I go right back doing the same thing I said I was sorry about. Would you believe me? No. And you would have every right. So we are called to be fruit inspectors, not just of our own lives, but the lives of other people. And people today, they call that you judging me. Well, you're right. I am. I'm judging your fruit. I'm judging the mere fact of seeing, are you who you say you are? If you are not who you say you are, then you cannot be a child of God. Now, again, let me say this, because I know people all the way in the back. They're going to say, well, you know what? We make mistakes. Yes, we all do make mistakes. Yes, we are all imperfect. And we're going to be that way until we go on to see the Lord. But the reality is we don't deliberately mess up. See, that's where we need to understand. If you a child of God, you don't deliberately going around hurting people. You don't deliberately stay in sin. And I'm going to prove this here in a moment. You don't just deliberately live a life that is not pleasing to God. Now, when I give you these just few scriptures that I have for you, it's really going to help you to determine and see who's the real from the fake. Anybody that knows me know I don't like fake things. I'm not going to make an investment into something fake to try to prove to somebody else that is real. The reality is I know it's fake. If I bought it, and if it's a knockoff, I know it's fake, which I would never do. I'm not buying knockoffs because I'm going to make an investment into something real. The old saints used to tell me you get what you pay for. You buy something that's not real. It's not going to last. So we want to be the kind of Christians and believers that will last. I have been saved for a long time. I don't know everything, but I, I can look back 20 years ago and look at the people that when we first started out in this journey, a lot of those people are, they have just fallen by the wayside. God bless them. I, I still love them, but then they, for some reason, they just fell off. I don't want you to fall off and I don't want you to be delusional as it relates to yourself and as it relates to other people, because we are called iron sharpens iron. When you see your brother in a situation or your sister in a situation that is not right, you should in private call them on the carpet about that. That's what we supposed to do. But unfortunately, we don't do it because we keep getting bitten by this notion that we are just imperfect and we're going to make mistakes. I just said this a second ago. Yes, we are imperfect. And yes, we're going to make mistakes. But we don't habitually stay in sin. We don't habitually do things that are not right. 
So we got to be able to understand the real from the fake in and of our lives. And when we can check our own selves, when we look at people, we can lovingly help them to understand what God's word says. And I want to say that again. What does God's word say about a situation? Once we know what his word says, we can't argue. We shouldn't. We shouldn't hold up no resistance. We should say, okay, Lord, I need to repent and make some changes. That's what repentance is. It's acknowledging that God is right and I am wrong and I need to go in another direction and forsake the things that I'm doing because I don't want people to stumble because of me. I don't want people to make any missteps because of me. I don't want people to lose their joy in God because they looked at me and they watched me and they said, man, I thought you was real, but you're not. And here's the reality. When you give your life to God, you're going to have a target on your back. You're going to have people that's watching you up under a microscope. I get it. I understand it. You may say I didn't sign up for this, but the reality is when we give our lives to Christ and we allow his lives to flow through us more often than not, we'll be able to live up to what we say we are because we can do it and understand that God really wants to get some glory from our lives. So notice this scripture here, because again, this is how we can know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. In first John chapter three, 10 in the new international version, just going to kind of cite this. This is how we can know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. I think this is real good because it ties into uh, facets here. Notice again what it says. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor anyone who does not love his brother. So watch this. God is saying to us, this is what the word of God is saying. This is not me. Don't shoot the messenger. If you're not doing what is right, according to the Bible, you're not a child of God and you ought to know what is right if in fact you are. And if you're looking at people in the world, because you do know that the people in the world, they've hijacked this word called I'm a child of God too. Because they say, you know, everybody's come from God. But like I said to you earlier, God ain't claiming all these people. And people can say they're a child of God all they want to, but there's certain parameters and certain guidelines and instructions that God is looking at. So your sports entertainers, you know, just people, random people in the world. I mean, because I've heard people say this from the entertainment industry, sports, all these people who say I'm a child of God and, and, and I'm blessed and all this other stuff. And God laughs at that because he's looking at their life. He's not looking at what they say. He's looking at what they do. And this is the thing that we got to look at. What is a person doing? Forget about what they're saying. It's the doing that is speaking louder than what they are saying. People can say a lot of things because everybody's talking these days. Social media, these talking heads, everybody got a platform today. I want somebody to have a platform who's going to do the right thing. That is saying to me whether or not somebody is a child of God or a child of the devil. So you need your discernment up there. And watch this. When we see people that say that they are children of God and they constantly are doing wrong things, you should already know. 
They are not who that they say that they are. People can say that we're judging. I don't care. It, it don't really make me no difference at this point. But you got to get to the point if you're going to be empowered and be different and show people something different. And that's what we got to do. We got to show people something different than what they are seeing, because until people can see something different, they don't even have any confidence that they can really live for God. But you can. You can live for God if you want to. So, again, the scripture says anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor anyone who does not love his brother. Now, loving my brother is an action word. Love is an action word. Now, just because I love you, that doesn't mean I'm going to condone everything that you do. No, that's not true. If I love you, I'm going to treat you good. I'm going to treat you right. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Some people say they love God, but they mistreat their brother. You can't do that. You cannot say you know God and you mistreat people. That is not the that is not the making of a New Testament believer. That is not the making of somebody that God wants to represent him. I've often said this, that God is really not the problem. It is his representatives. That's the problem. That's the issue. Imagine somebody coming to your house trying to sell you something and you know the product is good or you heard about it. And the salesman was so bad, you started to question the product. You like, man, you you are awful salesman. You rude, you nasty. Now I've heard great things about the product, but if you the one selling it, mm, I might say no to that. It's amazing. Sometimes there can be a product that is outstanding, but the person that is talking about it, you don't want to buy the product because you don't buy them. And that's the reality. When people don't buy us, they don't buy our God. They think he's a joke. They think he's a fraud. Now, he's not a joke and a fraud, but the people that are trying to represent him, they are making God look bad and themselves. Now, at the end of the day, we know God going to be God regardless to what people do. But many times people cannot come to God the way that they need to if we are not living the lives that is pleasing to God. Now, notice that it does not say this is how we save ourselves in first John three and 10. It says, this is how we know who the children of God are. These are my emphasis that I'm adding. This is how we know the real from the fake. Are you doing what God says? Do, do you love your brother? Do you live? Do you live what you say? You know, I tell people this all the time. You may not know every Bible passage, but doggone it. Whatever passage, you know, live that. Whatever Bible verse you know, live that and then others and then other things will be added to you and then you'll be able to live that out too. But we got to cut off this notion that we say that everybody is a child of God. Here's another example. I'm a husband and I'm a father. I got a wife. I ain't everybody. I'm, I'm not everybody's husband. I'm not everybody's father. I am those who to whom I'm connected to, to whom I made a commitment to. So this thing that we say God uh, is everybody's father is simply not true. The disciples one day had marveled at Jesus's prayer life. They looked at it and they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Notice what Jesus said. He said, when you pray, whenever you make an effort to get to connect it with God, make sure you say our father. In other words, he's not everybody's daddy. And so if, if it works that way in the natural, 
It most certainly works that way in the realm of the spirit, especially with God, because he's the one that came up with this whole concept, this whole truth and reality about children of God. God is your father when you do what is right. God is your father. Amen. When you treat your brother right and people in, on the outside in the world, we know they're confused. We know they're up under a strange delusion because they keep making an excuse why they can't get right. If you don't have the heart of God inside of you, if you've never been born again, born from above, that seed of righteousness is not inside of you. So you don't even have a desire to do what is right. You don't have a desire to please God. You're going to constantly go by the way of your flesh. You're going to constantly go by the way of you, how you feel. You're going to constantly have vendettas against people. You're going to always be revengeful. That is not the heart of God. The heart of God is not foolish. It understands what's going on in these streets, but we got to be 10 toes down. And be able to help ourselves as we are helping other people and pull folks aside, especially the ones that, are, that say that they're saying and say, listen, your behavior is not godly. Your behavior is not right. They may not like it. Most people don't. No one likes to be called on the carpet about the things that they're doing that are not pleasing to God. But the reality is, if, if, if you say that you love God, you ought to appreciate when someone calls you on the carpet about something you're doing, because we don't want to wreck somebody else's life from coming into the body of Christ. We don't want to be the reason. Trust me, believe me, hear me today. You don't want to be the reason that somebody didn't give their life to God because of you. You don't want to be that reason. You want to be the reason that they say, you know what? I gave my life to God because I was watching you. And although I know you're not perfect, but I see you striving to live right. I see you striving to love your brother. I see you striving to do what is right in the world, in a world that could care less. See people, they just want to see folks that are striving. God just want to see people that are striving to do what is right. Notice what Matthew chapter seven, verse 20 says, Jesus said it like this. He said, by their fruits, you shall know them. Yeah. How do I know you by your fruit? I know you by the fruit that you bear, period. End of discussion. Now, in the scripture, God speaks of salvation in two ways. Here's number one. That salvation is by grace through faith. And we see that in Ephesians chapter two, eight and nine. And number two, he speaks of it in terms of good works that every saved person will perform. And you'll see that in Ephesians two and eight. So there is, watch this now, for those that are saved and they're proving and they're walking out their child of God status. We're seeing this through the salvation that comes by grace. It's a gift of God. It's a divine empowerment. But then there's another side of this. It's in our good works. So watch this. I live right because I am saved. So salvation, uh, my works is an outgrowth of what I say I am. I treat people right because I'm saved. I forgive because I'm saved. I'm not doing this uh, to try to check a box and check another box and check another box and all of these things to hit all these benchmarks 
because, uh, or should I say, I'm not doing these things for my own benefit. I'm doing it because I'm the real deal. And that's the kind of people you want to be around. We are afraid to live out what we say we got, but you shouldn't be. And here's my question. Why are we so afraid to speak about the fruit of the believer? We should be able to speak about this. If you are a believer, we should be able to say, man, I know this boy's works. It's the same way in the natural. I hire people in different times and seasons that I need help in, in our ministry and even for my podcast to help me. And you know what I do? I ask them for a reference. What I want to know is all this stuff that you said on your resume, I want to know if you're that person. So give me three references. Give me three friends that, that know you and then give me three work references because we want to verify that your fruit is legit. Because I don't want to bring anybody into my church that's helping me or anybody in my podcasting business and other things that I'm doing who's not legit. Because people that are problems, they bring problems to you. And this is why we should always slow it down and get to know people. I say this all the time. When you meet somebody, you meet their representative first. You don't meet them because people want you to think they're something but time is a revealer of all things. Just give people time. Whoever they are, they're going to show their hand. They got no other choice. It happens like clockwork. But if we're really going to get this right, we need to understand how God is looking at these things. Let's look at another scripture here. In 1 John chapter 2, starting at verse number 3, and we'll conclude at verse number 5. I just want to surmise this and just give it to you. Because I love 1 John. He's giving it to us uh, really raw here. Uh, no pretentious here. He says, we know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. All right. How do I say I know God? I know God based upon me obeying him. If I say I truly know God, I'm going to do what he say do. How, how hard is that? We make this thing so difficult. If I say I love God and I know him. He's judging it based upon my ability to obey. If you are constantly disobeying God, I'm questioning, do you know him? I'm questioning, are you a child of God or are you a child of the devil? Now, again, people in the world that say that they're a child of God, but most of the time, not all, but most of the time, they're children of the devil. They like to make excuses of why they keep messing up. Well, they did that to me. They keep pulling out the bad in me as opposed to saying, you know what? I'm just not who I say I am. I need to go back and do my first works over. The man who says, I'm continuing here in 1 John chapter 2, 3 through 5. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands. Knows what the Bible says. He's a liar. And the truth is is not in him. This is real raw today. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. So this is how we know him, that we are in him. This is how we know him because we in him. That's how you know. I know that I know God based on how I obey, do what he says, if I'm not doing what he says, if I'm doing everything other than what God is saying, the scripture says I'm a liar and the truth is not in me. 
I mean, you can't run from this today and we don't need to run from it. If we are found in error, we just need to own it and do what is right and watch how God begins to do some amazing things. If we do things right, my mother used to tell me, listen, if you tell me the truth, it's going to be far more easy on you. If you lie to me and I find out, but we don't want to tell the truth. Because something in us, we want to hold it. We want to keep it. We don't want to be exposed. But see, God is all about exposure. See, we want to be blessed, but can you handle it? Can you stand it? God is, in 2023, still looking at how we live. And I know we don't hear enough of this today. So a lot of people think that this is just not true. But I'm telling you, God still looks at how we live. Now, if you know him, that he's righteous and you know that everyone who does what is right has been born again, this makes sense. According to the scripture, 1 John 2, 29, it's got to make sense because the nature of God and Christ is righteousness. I'm going to say that again. The nature of God and Christ is righteousness. So we need to see that in the lives of each other. If I say I got God's nature that I'm right with God and I'm right with Christ. I've got his nature. And that's what we got to understand. When we give our life to Christ, he gives us his nature and we have the will and the do of his good pleasure. We want to do what's right. Here's my question. Do you want to do what's right? If you don't, you don't have the nature of Christ. And everyone who practice righteousness is giving evidence of sharing his nature or as John says, has been born of God. This is just an elongated version here, 1 John 2, 29. But we've got to get this and we've got to understand it. Finally, this is my last verse I want to give you. I want to give you the complete version of 1 John 3, 5 through 10. I started out today giving you 1 John 3 and 10, but I want to give you 1 John 3 and we're going to start at verse 5 and we're going to conclude at verse number 10. And I'm going to give you the whole complete conclusion of this whole matter. And you got to judge within yourself if you are a child of God or a child of the devil. Notice what it says here. But you know that he has appeared so that he might take away our sins. And in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who lives in God, y'all going to keep on sinning. They can make excuse after excuse, but no one who lives in God continues to sin. Now in this Greek present tense, I think it's so important that I give you this before I give you the rest of the scripture. This conveys continuous or habitual action. So the Bible reader can significantly enhance their understanding of this passage by supplying these words. Let me give them to you continuously, repeatedly, over and over again, uninterruptedly, consistently, keep on, customarily, habitually, as a lifestyle. Watch this. No one who continues to sin, with these words that I use, has either seen him or known him. You got people talking about, I've seen God, I know God, and I'm watching your life. And if you are continually, repeatedly, every day living in sin, you haven't seen him or you don't know him. 
Notice what it says. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. This is so good because we got so many people being led astray. He who does what is right is righteous just as he is righteous. He who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. <laughs> the devil has been sinning from the beginning. And if I continue to do what is wrong, I continue to keep sinning. Already know, should know, I am a child of the devil. Now, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Because no one who is born of God will continue to sin. Why? Because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of, of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. So I basically gave you the whole summation of 1 John 3, 5 through 10. This is very simple. We got to receive it and understand it, even if we find ourselves again in error. I ask you this question. Are you today a child of God or are you a child of the devil are the people who are professing that they are a child of God after I look at their life can I see now that maybe they are children of the devil because you got a lot of delusion going on here and he said to us he said dear children I don't want you to be led astray don't be led astray by these people who say to you they can produce and can't these charlatans these so-called prophets who can who prophesy a work, can't live what they're saying? No, God is all about you and I living what we say we can live. May the power of this word today convict. May the power of this word convince. We don't like to be convicted because we don't like to feel bad. But how can I change if I don't feel bad? We should feel bad as Christians if we're not doing what is right because it makes us go back to God. And find out, what am I missing? What am I not seeing? What is not developing in my life? This is the kind of believer you want to be. Trust me again, the days are growing cold. Things are not going to get better. But I want you, as the days and weeks and months go by, I want your relationship with God to be strong and stronger as best as possible through his grace. So when people look at you they want to know the God you serve. That when people look at you, they want to know how you're able to live right in this world that is so wicked. When they look at you, they don't see a goody two-shoes. They see somebody that's got problems, but they see somebody who's tough enough to keep on ticking. And through the grace of God, see his power being made manifest here on this planet. That's the kind of believer I desire to be. That's the kind of person I want to be. Do you? If so. I want you to make a decision today, if you have not done so, to give the Lord your life. Rededicate your life to him and allow his power and his strength to flow through you. We need some believers that will rise up. We need some new representatives, man, who will go out and about in the marketplace. And again, not be some goody two-shoes, beat people over the head with the Bible. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what Jesus did. He just lived his life. 
and people that saw him knew something was different. That's what I want on my life. I think you do too. You want people when they see you to say, man, that's the real thing. And I want to see how I can have the real thing just like they do. This is my prayer. Well, that's all that I have for you today. Listen, if this show blessed you, shoot me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Do it today. Let me know. Share this podcast with someone today. Let them be convicted and convinced and empowered so that they can see what God's word says about this. And finally, go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. Do it today. Check out my advocacy. Check out a few things that I'm doing. We're trying to make updates every week and do some things differently so we can stay connected to you. This is our prayer again, that we can change as many lives as we can through the power of God's word. Finally, I'm praying for you as always, really believing that what God has inside of you is yet to be seen, but this manifestation wants to do it today. Yield to God so he can change your life. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.